Live from State Street and the Old National Bank Studio. This is Carmen and Yurko. See them on Twitch at ESPN 1000 Chicago. Or listen to the ESPN Chicago app, ESPN 1000 and 100.3 HD2. This is WMVP WSHE HD2 Chicago. A good Karma Brands radio station. Strange happening, Yurko here in Chicago. The Bears are three and six, but we all feel oddly optimistic about the direction of the Bears because they might finally have an offense we can all believe in. And we're not used to saying that around these parts. We just aren't. Uh, Justin Fields continues to get better. That doesn't mean he's by any means a finished product or that there's not a long way to go or that we might go back and watch the All-22 and say... Kind of missed some throws again and maybe took some unnecessary hits because he's using his legs when there are some throws open. But there's no way uh, to – there's no other way to put it right now. He looks like he is getting better. Yeah, they're scoring points. And they're scoring points. They're scoring points. Yes. And, and we're just not like used to it. He's becoming a little more comfortable at the quarterback position. And he's becoming more comfortable uh, making plays. And that's a good thing. I was entertained yesterday's game. I was too. Back and forth, back and forth, hoping the defense find a way to make it stop at all sometime. Please, for the love of everything holy, please do something right for the second week in a row. Uh, they had a touchdown via not the other team's offense. I know. So, and you, you lose know. it by a field goal. Right. So it's a, you know another frustrating thing that happens during the game. And it was uh, Khalil Herbert on the wing there that ends up getting swum inside, tries to make the block, ends up whiffing totally. Then you get the old double thud, and uh, the thumb. There, there. Well, that thing hit him in the chest, Yurko. That oh, wasn't even the almost, hands. It almost hit him in the little guy. So I was worried about him. <laughs> but either way, he ends up taking it back, and there are no points for heroism that go to the punter who had him in his hands. And uh, boy, I tell you, the effort to make the tackle there out of the punter. Okay. Zero points. Zero points for a, heroism you there. You get a Bluto, Blutarski, oh, zero point zero. Evans, yes. Yeah. Zero point zero for the achievement there. Mr. Got Blutarski. two hands on him. They're on the shoulder. Yeah. Do something to take the guy down. Something. Oh, I'm going to tap you. Please fall. No? Okay, I'll run next to you. Let's sprint in the end zone together. Hey, okay, whatever. It doesn't make a difference. Maybe your defense can get a stop there if well, the punter wants to go ahead and tackle him. But it all started with Herbert. And quite frankly, I thought there was another guy that came up the middle. Could have got it also. Mm. I thought there were two guys that were in a position to go ahead and block that. So that's just bad special teams right there. That's bad special the teams. The Bears did get a couple of stops late. Miami went for it on a fourth and one. And what did Miami's defense do and, then? And the Bears stopped them. What did Miami's defense do then? Well, what, right after the fourth and one? No, right, right after yeah, the, the first stop. The first stop. What did the Miami defense do? Uh, I'm trying to remember. They put nine guys oh, in nine the guys, box. Yeah, for sure. And yeah. said, it okay. Was, it was very much. Okay, Mr. Justin Fields, yeah. you've been pretty darn dangerous, and you set yes. yourself a little bit of a rushing record today. Yes. Guess what we're going to do now? Yeah. Now you got to beat us with your arm. Now you got to beat us with your passing ability. Well, and in fairness, so the Bears, the defense did get two stops. Yeah, the fourth and one play, they got a stop. Now they were, uh, that drive kind of stalled out, unfortunately. A sack hurt them. They were moving the ball, approaching midfield, and that was the Melvin Ingram sack that knocked them back. And that sort of got them um, at that point, if you're even on strip, still in a 35. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. You you were definitely off it at that point. So to your, I see what you're saying. You're right. Uh, that sack hurt them, and it very much became, okay, we got to make sure we try to make uh, the Bears beat us from the pocket right now. Then they got another stop. 
They punted the ball away, which I think was the smart choice there because they had the two-minute warning and all their timeouts, so I think that was the smart choice. They got another stop. And then you could argue, I'll give you two things real quick, and you cannot rely on officials to bail you out or to make game-changing yeah. plays for you, or, or I shouldn't say that plays. That was an but, interference but penalty. But that was a pass interference penalty. Obviously, absolutely. With, with, without question, Deer in the headlights. that was pass interference. Deer in the headlights, the official on the side, on the side right there, looking directly at it. It, watching the receiver get just manhandled. 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 As, as that was happening. I mean, it looked like a scene from the Shawshank Redemption when they, was, they got Andy Dufresne into the shower. And it's right in front of the, the official. Right there. As that is happening at almost the identical time. Identical. In the Meadowlands, Josh Allen is making a very similar play down the exact same sideline to Gabriel Davis. And you know how much I love Sauce Gardner, and I love him. I've talked about him since he was at Cincinnati. Sauce Gardner is clearly face guarding Gabriel Davis. Clearly. Clearly. Making contact, not looking back, clearly. And the officials swallow the whistle. There is no flag. Now, I was happy with that. That was probably going to work out well for me regardless because I had the Jets getting so many points. But the exact same thing's happening, and they're not calling it. So in fairness to the Bears, maybe they could have made a few more plays that would have beaten had the officials just thrown the little flag because it was clear. And then Equimenius St. Brown has to hold on to that fourth down pass. He has to. Yes. A wide receiver in this league, being one of your top three or four wide receivers on your team, has to make that play. Must make it. And the chains move. As it was, Yurko, they were out of timeouts. They turned the ball over, and it was victory formation. It was was over. It was over. And I'll offer... Even a play before, I think, Eddie Jackson's interference penalty is grounding. Uh, yeah. Intentional grounding. And I think... Uh, and they they didn't throw it. Uh, the Bears' sideline erupted. I think Eberflus had erupted on that. Then, right. he, then he threw the flag, and then they picked the flag up. Boy, I tell you. It's like, don't make any calls. Mm. It's almost like, don't make any calls, and then we'll whistle in your ears if we think that you need to throw something. What the hell's going on? I said it yesterday. I said, the NFL officiating this year is brutal. Hmm. It's brutal. Umpiring in in the World Series, brutal. NFL refereeing, brutal. Just terrible. Terrible. Is it just because we have so many cameras now and we see it unfold? Well, there's, there's always been cameras. There's always been slow-mo. There's always been opposite. It's always been there. I just think they're just terrible now. Bad? How can they be getting just so much bad. worse? I don't know why they're Castellanos in the World Series sitting there working the guy, working the pitcher, working the pitcher, working the pitcher. The ball ends up inside. Castellanos ready to go throw the bat and go to first base after having about a 10-pitch at bat. And the, uh, the umpire calls him out. He turns around, and he must have knew he blew the call yeah. because Castellanos was ripping him. Ripping him pretty good. Sometimes they, they'll let you have and, your yeah, say. Yeah, because they yeah. knew they were wrong. But that doesn't help no. Castellanos in that situation. But in the NFL, it, it's been bad. It's been bad all year. It's just, eh, it, 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 it's, it, it's not good. Well, we want to talk to Bears fans today. It's a uh, Bears Monday. They ha- fall to three and six, but again, I, there's a there's a, a strange, almost strange sense of optimism that is starting to form around this team, and I love it. I love that we can sit back and watch our team, you know, sort of get in a track meet with someone. We're just not used to it. So this is the first time since 2020, since December 2020, that the Bears have scored at least 29 points. In three straight games. I went back and looked here. I, I went back only to the 2010 season. You could go back further if you like. But that's a pretty big set of games. Yep. You, know, you go back all the way to 2010. Do you realize that this is just the fourth such streak that the Bears have had as an offense where they've scored at least 29 points per game? Only the fourth. Uh, that's 
you know, that's not very good. We're not used to this. And I think that's why it's so exciting right now. Justin looks dynamic. You know, we always say that Lamar's the cheat code, right? I mean, you could have him dead to rights, and then all of a sudden, up, oh, we don't have him dead to rights. Yeah, he's gone. That's what this guy's doing right now. Right. I mean, people are just shaking their head going, I don't know, what are we supposed to do? We got a spy on him, he's still beating us. Yep. We've got him in our grasps, and he's somehow shifty, even at his size, like he's shifty 15, enough. 15 and- was the unblocked guy that had contained, and he got mesmerized ball by a ball fake inside. It was Jalen Phillips. And Justin Fields, uh, Justin Fields is around him. Yeah. He's got the edge on him. He's getting 10, 12 yards for a first down. We're seeing a lot of that sloppiness out of defenses, too. We saw yeah. it with the Bears-Giants game. Like, yeah. you got to be a little bit more disciplined. Well, Maybe the, the, out, the hand fakes just Who's my good. guy number 93? As Justin Jones. Justin Jones, I thought down the stretch, brought it and played his ass off. There's one play that Justin Jones cannot be proud of. Oh, really? He cannot be proud of. Oh, you, I if I recognize it. It was cut back. It was a 36 zone or 34 zone. Came out, uh, run to the right side, intentional. You know, it's a set to come back. Right. It's Get him flowing, he's going to come back. Backside. He was running to the sideline like he thought it was a toss. He got blown <laughs> off the ball about four or five yards. He's behind the linebackers, behind Sandboard. And he's sprinting to the sideline. The ball's being cut back. And so it's cutting you back. You want to talk about losing sight of the ball? Oh, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lost sight of the ball. Where the hell is he going? I don't know. Where's he going? Oh, my God. He dipped around like an offensive lineman had gone to cut uh, on the second level. He's going around, jumping over the top of the center, sprinting toward the sideline. The ball's behind him. He's got his what shoulders turned. He's got no concept. Now, that was one play. It was a terrible play. They ended up gaining about 15, 16 yards on the play. Okay? He came back and he responded. He must have known that he, that, that play was absolute crap. Mm. You're going to get a triple minus on that one. Mm-hmm. I mean, triple minus. Not a minus. A, a, a triple minus. Not a double minus, but three minuses for just abandoning everything. You know what's better at that point rather than running? Fall down and make a pile. Fall down and make a pile. At least he's got to jump he's over something. Jump over you, right? Fall and make a pile. He looked like Skeets Nehemiah going to the <laughs> sideline. I'm like, what is going on over here? Okay. Usain Bolt at I, I, 93 was running so fast to the sidelines while the ball's being cut back behind him. Not good. Hauling ass, couldn't see anything, facing the sideline, going, what in the hell kind of technique is being employed here? Well, the defense has a lot of work to do, and we yeah. can discuss that as we go along. The offense is uh, very exciting, even though there are not a ton of playmakers right now. Justin Fields is just doing it. We got to see a little bit of uh, Chase Claypool. Not a ton. Hopefully we see a lot more going forward. Yeah, first I, play they go to a drop pass. Yeah. First play, drop pass. Trent Green, boy, the excuses for every NFL player yesterday. Trent Green had him. Yeah, Nobody could that, do anything that, that wrong. Defender, Everything was a problem for everybody, and don't blame them. The defender, the ball did not get tipped. But not he even still remotely close. Seemed to make it seem, well, it's kind of like uh, because it went by him, it changed yeah. the sight line for Chase Claypool yeah, yeah, a little whatever. bit. Whatever, Hiawaska. Some other quarterbacks, former quarterbacks, are doing a little Hiawaska, too. I think he might have been a little bit. Maybe they were together. Not too much. Doing the Ayahuasca. You know, put the, put the bottle away when you're doing the broadcast, please. I always find it a problem in that one end zone going from the south to the north with the sun. The sun. And you can't throw the ball. In the, the one time the receiver comes out of a break and he's just like, I, I can't, can't see, the, see ball. the ball. You throw me the ball, I can't see it, guys. Once they go to the new stadium with a nice dome, yeah. it'll be much better. Although they're well, still the, going to have glass. The interference penalty on the goal line, near the goal line on the first uh, Dolphins drive, yeah. that happened in that end corner of the end zone. 
And, you know, you turn to look for the ball, and it's, what do you see? You know, maybe it's high enough where it's out of the sun. But, man, it's impossible to see in that corner. I've been in that stadium at that time. You know, in November, looking back, I'm like, this is a nightmare. Uh, yeah, I mean, look bad if at you're a coordinator, history. if you're a coordinator, you got to know you can't go to that side of the field. Hmm. Can't. You can roll right and throw back, you know, left. You got to have those Mike McDaniel shades. Oh, he looked good with man. those aviators yeah. on that he was wearing yesterday. Just yeah, in his Rolex. And is he losing his hair? It looked like he had a little no, coma. You think so? Looked like he had a little Henson thing going on. He's, uh, I think he's like doubling as a, he's a part-time NFL coach, part-time GQ model. You yeah, know? him and Jeff Saturday. What is Jeff Saturday? Him what? and Jeff Saturday. What? Frank Reich fired? This is not a Chris Ballard hire. You know who's doing the hiring. Jeff there. Saturday? The, 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 the guitar player. The guitar player's doing the hiring the right Jim now. The Jim Irsay World Tour coming Jim, to Chicago. Jim, Jim Irsay World Jeff Tour. Jeff Saturday. Now hiring Jeff Saturday for no apparent reason Honestly, at all. Honestly, like midseason, how do you bring and in an analyst the quarterback to be your Frank coach? Reich, Frank Reich probably said, listen, this kid's going to be a good quarterback somewhere down the line. Give me my best chance to win. And they said, you're fired. Who should we hire? Gus Bradley? This guy? That guy? No. Let's get Jeff Saturday out of the booth. Get him out of Bristol. He hates it there. Je- Abdallah said Jeff Saturday's a coach. I was like, that can't be right. That's got to be the burner Ian Rappaport account. That you, they can't possibly be hiring midseason a guy that's an analyst. They like they seriously it's ridiculous. They can't possibly in week ten bringing an they can't bring an analyst into their building yeah. to be their coach. Can they? I, they just did. They just did. I'm beyond stunned by that. Yeah, he's going to have to learn the playbook, but he's not going to call it the offense coordinator. This is the Mike Singletary what? job. This is what Singletary wanted. Have you ever heard of such a thing? Honestly, Never. like, but if my a coach point gets is, fired, don't you promote someone that. on the staff? But my point is, this is the Singletary hire. This is what this, Singletary this, wanted to do. He didn't want to know what the offenses and defenses were. He just wanted to be the coach, the general. Let the let the coordinators worry about how yeah. they're going to align everybody. Now Saturday's coming in just to be the job. I can't think of much crazier than asking an yeah. analyst to come in in week 10 and coach nuts. your football team. All right, yeah, I know we're late. We got a break. We I'm take, late. I, we, I didn't mean to bring him up either. I couldn't believe it, though. I'm glad you did. At some point, we were going to get to it. We want to take your Bears calls. Are you feeling uh, more and more optimistic with each passing game? They're losing. I could argue that it's the best of both worlds right now that the draft pick's going to get better and the offense is starting to look legit and dangerous because Justin seems like he's getting it. The game seems to be slowing down for him. Still got some you know, ways to go, but this is encouraging. Waddle's a little excited. I could see his nipples piercing through his alumni sweatshirt. 312-332-3776. We'll take all your Bears calls today. It's a Bears Monday. We'll be right back. See what Carmen and Yurko are talking about on Twitch. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago today. This is Carmen and Yurko on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Right now, Justin Fields is in the best stretch of his young career. Well, when you look at what the the, the Bears tried doing on that drive, we talk so much about teams and the way they self-scout. We know what the other team thinks of them, but when you self-scout and you realize what your tendencies are, the Bears' tendency to run the football more than anyone else, and in the red zone, they run the football more than anyone else. On that drive, they mixed things up, had a great great balance between pass and run run calls. Got points on that opening drive. That was Kevin Harlan, Trent Green on CBS yesterday. It's Carmen and Yurk. Hope you had a great weekend. Hope you're having a nice uh, Monday morning and afternoon. We're live in our old National Bank State Street studio with you till 2. And then we'll cross talk for a little bit with Waddle and Sylvie as they're coming up later today. Black and Abdallah talking Bears and NFL. 
from 6 to 8 tonight. Guys will be on a lot again now that baseball is officially in the rear view. Watch us on Twitch today and every day, twitch.tv, or uh, download the app. Just search ESPN 1000 Chicago. That's it, and it's brought to you all this week by DraftKings. I did think they broke some tendency in that first uh, on that first drive. I didn't like the second drive nearly as much. I thought Luke Getzey was getting very predictable. There was a lot of stuff right at or around the line of scrimmage. Uh, if you've listened to this show for any uh, length of time, you know we hate that. Yurko and I uh, like stuff vertical down the field, especially yeah. if you're starting to believe and trust in your offense and your quarterback a little bit more. I did appreciate that they broke some tendencies when they were in the red zone and they were a little bit more efficient yesterday. We saw hard, you know, we saw that play fake Yurko was talking about. That was on an early down in the red zone. Good. Break your tendency a little bit. And they scored a touchdown on it. Uh, the fade route, the corner route. To Darnell Mooney yeah, out of the slot. Out of the slot. Love yeah. that. In the red zone. Love that kind of stuff. Keep Break your corner. tendencies a little bit. Keep the corner, you know, run that short route right there. The corner's paying attention to him. You got a two two way go at your slot and you got all that open room out to the corner. So yeah. Love that stuff. Nice play design called against the right defense for that play. What do you think overall about the the job Getze did yesterday, maybe, Eric? I mean, were you okay? Were you pleased I, with I, it? Did I, anything I would stand give, out? I would give the offense. A B plus, okay. B, you know, eighty seven, okay. Tom Waddle, whatever grading, whatever grading scale you want, but it's an eighty seven is what I look at it. Um, yeah, but but the last two possessions when you had a chance to win the game, I know you had to you had to anticipate they were going to do something different. You had to anticipate they weren't going to allow Justin Fields to beat him. I mean, that's what they said. He's not going to beat us with his feet. Not this time. He might do it. Might do it with the pass, but he's not going to do it with his feet. And uh, those last two possessions were somewhat disappointing. Yeah. Yep. The uh, There's a new record, though, that field set yesterday with the 178 rushing yards. That's a franchise record and an NFL record. Uh, Tua, after the game, was even like, how many rushing yards? Like, that's just, that's a boatload of, that's a great day for any running back, let alone a quarterback, who also threw three touchdown passes without yes, turning it over. Did. Pretty clean game yesterday, I thought. A little, both teams, a, a, little right? a little weirdly backwards. You know, he averaged four point four per passing attempt and eleven point nine for a rushing attempt. I, I would mean, like that switched. It's a little bit backwards, just a little bit. And then I ask you, how many rushing yards did Tua have? Uh the answer is zero. I was gonna say five of, rushes uh, for zero yards. He my was, guess was gonna be like right. fifteen. Man. He was doing what a quarterback's doing. But remember, Justin Fields is developing. Right, he's learning. He's developing. Yeah. Slowing down for him. Yes. He's getting better at it. The throws are getting better. And it's still it's going to take a little more time. It's yeah. going to take time. It's going to take time. But thank God you got positive signs all over the place. Yes, you right? Do. Positive signs all over the place. And don't turn it over. Uh so the last five games for Justin Fields. And I do think it's significant because there appears to be growth here. This is far from a finished product. You're right. And the passing numbers need to get better, obviously. And you but, don't want for nothing else so that he doesn't get himself killed. I mean, you don't want your quarterback running constantly. I had, right? I, I had that weird, like, good feeling after the game yesterday. I think the, after the last couple. And they lost a, them both. It, it was a weird, good feeling. So here's the last five for Justin Fields. 63% completion percentage. That's probably the best sign right there. Eight touchdowns, two interceptions. Four to one magic. We'll take that. You'll any Absolutely. Day. Eight touchdowns, two interceptions, 7.1 yards per attempt. It was really paltry yesterday, yeah. unfortunately. You, you should do this. You should do the last three games of uh, you know, player A, player B. The last three oh. games of Aaron Rodgers against the last three games of Justin Fields. You wouldn't believe it. If you'd lined up Aaron Rodgers and Zach Wilson, you'd be, you, know, you he's wouldn't got, believe it. I think he's got seven interceptions in those three games. That's like the most or he's six had. six interceptions. In, and, I mean, that's more than he's had in, in like seasons. six seasons. Yes. 
you know, where he, he finished with four after the whole year. He finished with four. Last year, Aaron Rodgers had four interceptions. Yeah. The year before that, he had five. He's got seven yeah. this season. Uh, you know, it's uh, something's not right. We'll get to that. Um, so, where did I leave off? 7.1 yards per yeah. attempt the last five for Fields. A quarterback rating. Are you ready, ladies and gentlemen? 99.7 in 455 rushing yards with three touchdowns to boot. And what we've got ourselves in our quarterback is a 2,000-yard passer. He'll get there. Baby steps. Carm, Carm, he'll get there. Baby steps. We've got a 2,000-yard passer. Uh, dare I say Justin Fields is capable of being, not this year, but dare I say he's getting there. he is capable of being the franchise's first 4,000-yard passer. What do you think? I'd say you're a long way away from that. Okay, I would a agree. A long, I, long way away from that. I, I can't argue with you. Yeah. I mean, to your point, he's only going to throw for like 2,200 this year, right? I mean... It's kind of crazy in this NFL that the Bears are still dealing with this. But, yeah, but, but he is getting that's right. He seems he's to be getting, getting better. better. He's heading in the right direction. Maybe we'll look back on all this in a few years. And we'll now. laugh. And we'll laugh. Remember when we were struggling to throw for 200 yards a game? You know. I don't know where it's going. I really don't. It's so hard to predict. It is. And we've been burned so many times. But the last few games, they've got two losses in the last three games. And somehow... They've been fun and exciting, and we're kind of exhilarated watching this offense. We could look back on it a year from now and be like, how dopey were we? They're still the same old, and he didn't really get I don't know. I, I, I don't know what to expect, but I'm so much more optimistic than I was five, six, seven weeks ago. It's not even funny. And it looks like the game is starting to slow down with him. He still needs to be better in the pocket. I get it. Uh, because, unfortunately, as exciting as it is, we know where this leads. It, you know, and Trent Green even talked about it at one point. Here, take a listen from late in the broadcast. But history would tell you, Trent, that running the ball all the time for a quarterback is not the preferred way to go. Well, and I'm just sitting here watching it, and as I was watching Tate getting ready for this game, and as I've seen this game unfold and how the game, how the game's, uh, the way it's going and progressing and the number of hits that Field's taking, you know, immediately the pops around is Cam Newton, right? Cam right. Newton took a team to a Super Bowl. He was a league MVP. He put up big numbers. But the wear and tear on his body over the years, you know, that's what I... I'm just sitting here thinking, uh, yeah, Justin Fields is pretty young, but he wants to have a long career. So being able to develop this offense and, and make things where he's not taking so many hits. Very much agree with that. He's a, he's a video game right now. He is. Uh, but we know where that leads. So he's and, and that's why he's not Lamar Jackson yet. He's as exciting as Lamar Jackson in the yes. open field and yeah. as elusive. Lamar Jackson can still beat teams and has proven to us that he can beat teams as a pocket passer and is worked very hard to be a more accurate quarterback and uh, a quarterback that understands defenses and coverage and where to go with the football. And at some point, I think we need to see more and more of that adjusting, but we are starting to see glimpses of it with each passing week where he's limiting the bad throws, the mistakes. He's seeing things down the field. His eyes are looking down the field. He's making good throws. Marcus is on the south side. What's up, Marcus? Marcus. Only once. Marcus. Only twice. He gone. Eddie in uh, on the north side. What's up, Eddie? Hey, guys. So, yeah, it's exactly what you're saying about uh, Cam Newton, Lamar Jackson. Once you get to the playoffs and get real down to these games, these coordinators know how to stop the run from the quarterback, and that's why they don't win Super Bowls, period. Not only know how to stop it, but just uh, you worry about the, the long-term effects and the damage that gets done. 
Yeah, most of the, you know, look, we've, this is, until we've said it, you know, we're beating a dead horse. Yes, pocket passers. Yeah. Now, what's becoming more and more in vogue, I guess, or trending in the league is the quarterback that can do both, the Josh Allen, the Mahomes. You saw Mahomes do Mahomes rushed for 60 yards last night, didn't yes, he? Yes, he did. The game-winning, the third down play, the game-winning, or the, the yeah. game-tying touchdown. It's a tremendous asset to have. Absolutely. And, but you still have to be able to beat teams from the pocket. Right, and but to be able to get out of it, what looks like an obviously obvious sack situation, and uh, reverse spin out of it, and then get yourself positive yardage. That's the beautiful thing. Yeah. Even with a spy there, he was still yes. wonderfully effective. Yes. That, that's, you love that combination. Yeah. You can't just be a running right. quarterback. It's, we but, know that. But at some point, you know you're going to have to beat him with the pass. And in the final two possessions, they said, nope, yeah. you're not going to do it with your legs. You've got to do it with your arm. And then at the end of the day, you know whether it was the officials not making the right call, Receivers dropping the ball. They didn't get it done. The offense didn't get it done. Mahomes completed 43 passes last night, Yurko. He completed 43 passes. He also rushed for 63 yards, picked up the biggest third down of the game with his feet, and then the touchdown to tie at the Senate to overtime. 43 completions on 68 attempts last night on Sunday Night Football. 312-332-3776. More your Bears calls coming up next. Zoning out on that Zoom meeting? Zoom, 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 Zoom. Find out what Carmen and Yurko were talking about. Tell your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. All right, Bears Monday. It's Carmen and Yurk. Bears lose 35-32. Oh, I got hosed there a little bit at the end. Should have been a pass interference. Should have been DPI. Chase Claypool getting mugged going up for a pass. He already drew one uh, earlier in right. the game, he too. He couldn't even go up for a pass. He I was mean, being yeah, anchored to the ground. Bad. I don't know how you missed that. And then the, the officials Brown just standing the pass. there. Yeah, just standing there. Deer in the headlights look. Yep. He froze. He froze. He didn't know what to do. Oh, it. my God, I'm here, and everything's happening in front of me, and the camera's on me. Uh, maybe I should just, if I don't move, people won't think I'm here. And he never moved. It. I don't even think he signaled incomplete. He just stood there. He's like, should I have thrown it? But now maybe it's been too long and I can't. And yeah, I guess I'm terrible. not going to throw the flag, it even though terrible. that sure looked like it. Bears went 10-16 to 16 on third down yesterday. They're suddenly a top-10 team, Yurko, in the NFL in conversion percentage on third down. You ready for this stat? Let me hear it. It's great, but at the same time, it's totally unsustainable. The Bears over the last three games are converting at a 55% clip on third down. That is like... If you're at 40%, you're usually pretty good. If you're right. somewhere around 45, you're probably amongst the league leaders. 55 is absurd, right. and it certainly can't continue. But a lot of that is just Justin's ability to scramble right now. Well, of course. They're down when you have to. Yeah. And there are a couple of quarterback sneaks in that yesterday. Designed, they put themselves yeah. in third and ones. Yes, that's true. You're right so about that. You'll, you'll take those, too. I mean, I'd prefer to be able to hand it to a running back and have him you know, pulverize the line and do something for you. You noticed the two running backs yesterday. Did I notice them? Yeah, you shouldn't have. They didn't do much. Not much. Yeah. 14 carries for Montgomery, 7 carries. It's the first time you had a real disparity in carries, too. I don't know if you knew that. Um, First time that you had a 2-to-1 ratio A 2-to-1, like it was that much out of whack? That much out of whack. I'm the one. Matter of fact, I think once he missed the block in the punt team, Uh, I think that's when they said, you know what? You need to take care of what you need to take care of there. We're going to play Montgomery a little bit more here. That could because be. Because you just gave up seven going the other direction. I see what you're saying. That yeah. could be. So I, that, I, that wouldn't surprise I, me if that was a little bit. Now, why don't you just sit here on the sidelines for a while? I think people, um, 
you know, if you've heard us talk uh, what we think of Khalil Herbert, uh, Khalil Herbert is their more explosive running back, for yes. sure. Yes, yes. Now, David Montgomery's probably more buttoned up in pass pro and things like that and is not going to get beat there as much. And that is part of playing this game and being trusted. I wish they would get Khalil Herbert more involved. I think when you've seen it. Um, they lost their fullback year. early, too. Yes. That that awesome game. Yeah, they lost their fullback early yeah. in that game. Uh, I think Herbert needs to be a little bit more involved. And seven touches for him, uh, to me, is probably just not enough. Some of that is could be a product of the way the game went. Um, you know, you did have a lot of success in the things you were doing offensively. You've, you're doing more design runs now with with Justin Fields. I think it's up to 25. Did I read that stat right? Is it 25 design runs the last three games, I think? So about eight a game. Um, it's a lot. And maybe that was a little bit of a, of a byproduct of why you only touched at seven. I, I like what you caught. I didn't even really think about that, but you could be right. I wouldn't be shocked if that's, if that's exactly what happened. Hey, you made a bad mistake that just yeah. led to six the other way. Now you're going to sit over here for a yeah. little while. So. Think about it. But he's good. I mean, I wish he yeah. would get involved offensively more because he's their better running back. He's their, certainly their more explosive running back, and he's capable of bigger plays. Let's go to Bill on the south side on ESPN 1000. What's up, Bill? What's up, boys? How you doing? Good, man. Good. What's yeah. up? We got to start hearing. We got to start hearing about the coaching staff. I've, I've noticed one thing every game is uh, they come out after the second half, and 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 man, it's a noticeable difference. Every game, the losing, the ones they've lost, the ones they've won, they've come out and changed the team in the second half. And man, we haven't seen that for how many years since since Lovey Smith. We haven't seen where they come out every game. And it might have a little bit to do that they're really young, so they're they got a little more steam. But the fact that they're coming out and they're doing better in the second half of every game is showing that the coaching staff is they're on it. Uh, Bill, thank you. Halftime adjustments, you see them. I mean, well, some offense, of the numbers. I, th- I, think that. Off- I think offensively. I mean, defensively, Miami came out and drove the ball right down the field. They still again. scored fourteen in the third quarter. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, yeah. I think overall, I think they come out and they're ready to play. You know, ready to play, but you're playing against pretty good offense, and I think they took advantage of them. But, yeah, I think offensively they go in at halftime, they make a little bit of an adjustment, and then they come out and they rock and roll. I think the Bears are suddenly turning into a good over team, Yurko. I don't think this defense is very good. Uh, no so, more Khalil Mack, no more uh, Roquan Smith, no more Middle of the third, Robert it was an Quinn. over, right? Oh, yeah. Middle of the third. Uh, it was one of the Carmen best bets on the odds couple. It's nice when you don't have to sweat those at all, Yurk. When uh, by, by, by halftime we felt... Pretty good about the position we were in on over 45, did 45 and a half. Yeah, did we know Borum wasn't going to play and, and Rife was going to be the guy that starts it right Yeah, tackle? I think so. I think it was okay. trending that way again, still in the concussion protocol, right? Yeah. Um, uh, but the Bears all of a sudden in these last few games with the way the offense is going and a defense that now is without its best three players from a year ago uh, that might get gashed a lot here as they play teams like the Eagles and the Vikings and the Bills. I mean, the Bears look like, a, to me, a pretty good over team right now, the way things are going. They've got the Lions this weekend. You talk about two defenses that really can't stop anybody right now. I'm not sure either can. I know what the Lions did yesterday, but don't, I, I mean, I wouldn't be too fooled. Uh, that defense, I mean, the Packers were still up and down the field. Aaron Rodgers just played miserably down near the goal line and there was some bizarre stuff that was happening. Did the ball they threw to Bakhtiari, was that tipped? I, no, I don't think so. Uh, I think he that, missed it badly. I mean, I, that, that's grotesque. Let me ask you a question about that. I mean, that's that. an indoor stadium. There's no wind holding None. anything up there. None. 
Let me ask you a question about that. Yeah. If people don't know, Aaron Rodgers threw three interceptions at the Lions goal line yesterday. So again, like the, don't be fooled into the Lions got their deep. The Lions defense stinks. Yes. And I think the Bears will go up and down the field on them this weekend. Uh, total, I think, was 49. I'll double check. Bears about a two and a half point favorite. The Lions still stink. Uh, Aaron Rodgers threw three interceptions at the goal line. One hit. Again, he can't stop hitting his own guy. He can't stop hitting helmets at the line of scrimmage. But the second one was so unbelievably bad. It was a fourth and one at the goal line where they were going for it. The quarter ended. First quarter ended. They came out. It was the first play of the second quarter. They huddled on the sideline. Now's our best play. Do you say, well, you give them credit. They really designed something that had David Bakhtiari wide open. open. David Bakhtiari was the eligible receiver who was wide open. Or do you say... How bad have things gotten for the Green Bay Packers that out of a timeout, their best play at the goal line is yeah. throwing it to David Bakhtiari? Which is it, Yerk? You know, um, Romeo Dobbs was down with an injury, he got I believe, hurt. too. He got busted up. So you're starting to go down in your receiver thing. You got trick plays. I mean, okay. you say, God, the Philly special is something wonderful. I can't believe you ran it. Right? No, you, you say know, it's how awesome. How wonderful that is. It's so awesome. Okay. Or do you say, what, you can't handle ball to Sean McCoy and get into the end zone? What's your problems? Yeah. You know? Yeah. So if it works, it's like, oh, man, yeah. what, a intri- what a good game plan. You had that one special for right. them. You knew they flowed fast, blah, blah, blah. It did look wide. It was wide right. open. Yeah. And Aaron Rodgers just and botched it. Meanwhile, yesterday, Devontae Adams was having himself a little bit of a day. He was having a day, and then he was pretty pissed afterwards. Yeah. Because they lost. Because they, lo- they blew a big lead. To huh? Jayville. To a bad Jayville team. Too. Yeah. Bad Jayville team. Uh, I, it's, I shouldn't say bad. Uh, let me take that back. Weird Jayville team. Like, if, if you've heard us talking, we've, this has been an odds couple topic. And I've been burned by them a couple times. I wasn't on that game yesterday. I had no side. I, I'm sick of betting the Jaguars because I didn't like the trend. They win the stats in most games they've played. Yes. Like, they've outgained their opponents. I think their scoring differential is still uh, a plus. Let me see. Jay you know, Dill. like, they, they've got a better uh, average points per drive margin. They're plus 21, the only team in the division with a positive point differential. But they don't know how to win games and close games. Three and six. They find themselves in se- three and six is not better than three, five, and one. No. They've right? got the Colts below him in the, in, in the thing here. That's a mistake. I'm sorry. That's ESPN. They made a mistake. Indianapolis should be above them. I apologize. But, yeah. Plus 21. That's what they Plus are. 21. Plus 21. So it's not even that they're bad. It's that they don't really know how to close and win yet, but it's probably always better to be on them when they're a dog, if anything, like they were yesterday, small, short, home dog. I found out twice this year laying points with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yurko is a, it's a tough. bad idea. That How'd you do in your cover five? Uh, I don't know, but I had a very good way. I went 2 0 1 in the odds couple best plays. We gave out a bunch of winners again. How's Jim Miller's horses? Um, Jimmy, just one winner, I think. I did have one winner. I think he hit one in the there sixth. There was one round. huge payer. Oh, uh, was there? 87, and then second place was a big number, and third place was a big number. Hmm. So how how is it for you? Cover five. Um, I got to log in. I'm a sixty second now, and I got twenty seven point five points for the week. So I'm making my climb back, guys. You're making it back. Jacks gave me eight and a half. Seattle gave me eleven and a half. Detroit gave me nine. Atlanta zero. And Miami because I bet them minus one and a half. The big one was New England. If you had it this week, you got seventeen and a half points out of New England. You got thirteen and a half out of the Jets. 
So if you had those, uh, those are your big, you know, your big ones. I finished twenty fifth. It looks like this week. So that's I'm up to eighty seventh in the overall. Oh, standings. you're chasing the good kid, and guess who's still in the top ten? Black is still in the top ten. Still in the top ten. So this Which is week, because we both had Carolina. This week, I had a good week. I'm speaking I, for Black because his mic is broken. Oh, that's right, exactly. <laughs> I had the Jets, which was a good payer in the cover five. They won outright, Yerk. I had Washington. I had Seattle. I had Tampa, which was a push, although I won that bet in my pick five contest in my big mega pool because right. they were two and a half there. Ooh, the big and mega then, pool. And uh, then Tennessee I had last night. So I did well in the cover five this week. I had a good week at the window again. Two weeks ago was the only real shellacking of the year. I came in two Mondays ago and told you, oof, it was a bloodbath, but uh, have bounced back with a vengeance the last two weeks. And the odds couple plays have been good. You don't want to miss the odds couple every week. We're giving out winners, folks. We gave out a lot of winners again this last week. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Ring us up. You feeling good? Are we being a little bit too overly optimistic about all this right now? Uh, the offense looks capable for the first time in quite some time. They look dangerous and explosive, and a lot of that is just on Justin. If they could ever find him some more weapons, and I've got beef with one thing and one decision. Not that was from yesterday, Yurko, but a decision that was made in the spring. We'll discuss that coming up next. This is Carmen and Yurko on ESPN 1000. See what we're up to. See them on Twitch at ESPN 1000 Chicago. Wildness in this NFL continues almost through week nine. One game to go tonight, the Baltimore Ravens. They uh, find themselves in a spot like the Bears were a few weeks ago when they went into New England, York on the road with that sort of mini-buy. Had a lot of time to prepare. We're going to see Roquan in primetime tonight as the Ravens are on the road as a uh, short favorite in New Orleans against the Saints. Another coach has been fired in the NFL. This time it's Frank Reich. Can't say that's too surprising the way things have gone here recently. They made some changes on that offensive staff. They benched Matt Ryan. They went to Sam Ellinger. He was awful yesterday. They've scored 19 total points in the last couple of games. They let Washington go right down the field last week in the closing minutes to win that game. They lost again yesterday and looked bad doing it. And so uh, a year and a half ago, two years ago, maybe even at the start of this year, I mean, I, I always thought Frank Reich was a pretty good coach, but uh, this has been a disaster. A lot of this has got to be on Chris Ballard, too. For all the good stuff he's done in the draft, what they have done yeah. at the quarterback position uh, and it just goes to show you how hard it is. Some of these franchises have been spoiled. They were one of them. They had 15 years of Peyton Manning and a pretty damn good run out of Andrew Luck and was like, man, how do they get to go from Peyton Manning to Andrew Luck? Now you see what it's like. Uh, we've lived this our whole lives. Now you see, oh, this guy for the year. Or no, that guy or yeah. that guy. Five different quarterbacks just in five years, bringing right? Bringing different guys just, in. None of them work. And they're whether balls. it's a veteran guy or whether it's a younger upstart guy that, you know, didn't have an understanding where he was at. Let's bring him in here. No. I'm not sure how much longer Cliff Kingsbury is going to be able to keep his job. Do you realize that that football team, since he took over, has won two division games at home? Two. That's not good. They are two yep. and nine at home. I, I don't know how you could possibly keep your job as a head coach in the NFL when you were two and nine in your building against your division. Like you can't. Yeah. At some point, you got to go. And, and there's just no way, right? And so that's going to be the next one in all likelihood. Um, but boy, the Rams, huh? Oh boy, they're out too. I mean, how did they lose boy, that game they, yesterday? Are, are they? Are they? 
I mean, they've got last year, though. Les can kind of kick back and go, whew. Thank God we good, won it. Good thing. Yeah. I mean, they're one and four in their last five games. 24 to 9, 22 to 10. They're not scoring no, 31, they 14, score. 16, 13, 13, 14, 10, 9, 10 in their losses. Five losses. They're one of the worst teams in the league in EPA per play, uh, their offense. They can't run the ball. They can't, they can't do anything. Cooper Cup looks even a little bit hobbled at this point anyway. This is a crazy, crazy league, man. Like, how would you power rank this league right now? Like, who would you say would be number one in your power ratings? Uh, I'm, I'm looking through it right I think now. I, that, people are going to say I'm crazy. Well, you're not crazy, and I know what you're going to say. But who would I say? I think you're going to say the Philadelphia Eagles are number one. I would not. And I think that's why people would say I'm crazy. Yeah. My, the team I would say number one lost to the Jets yesterday. I would still say Buffalo's number yeah, one. Yeah, but the proof's in the pudding. When you lose your second game... Whether you like it or not, you lost. So Eagles would be one for you? Eagles are number one for me. Buffalo, two. They have the head-to-head with KC. They're a much better point differential team. They're better in uh, average points per drive. They're like almost double what the Chiefs are in in points per drive differential. Okay, I'd go Buffalo, two. Okay, Buffalo, two. All right. I I could live with that. So we, all right, so Eagles and Buffalo. KC, three. I would agree. KC, three. Then who? I put the Minnesota Vikings in there. Would you? I'd put Dallas in. I put the Vikings in. Do you realize that the Vikings, you want you want a stat? Give me a stat. The, do you realize that the Vikings? The New York Giants at 6-2 and two are not in my top ten. No. No. I'm with you on that. Please. Uh, Vikings, Dolphins, 49ers, Seahawks, Ravens. Like, that would be kind of sort of rounding out my top ten. It would not be the New York Giants. No chance. Here's a stat for you, Yurko. The Vikings have played, are you ready? Six straight one-score games. They've won them all. A year ago, they lost eight one-score games. They have done the flip. They've had all the positive regression come their way. They've done the flip from a year ago where they couldn't get out of their own way in these one-score games, and they lost all of them. They lost nine total games last year. Eight of them were by one score. Now you go fast-forward a year, you change some things, different coach. And all of a sudden, they can do no wrong in these one-score games. And you just wonder, when isn't there got to be some sort of balance on that? Like, you can't be as bad as you were a year ago. You can't probably be as good as you are this year. They got a lucky uh, they got a lucky break, uh, a penalty that allowed them to extend the drive and bleed the clock. I almost said it. I almost said I'm it. I'm glad you didn't. Sweet Jesus, that was close. Yeah, we got the dump button That there. was it's as right close here as it's going to get. As close as it's going to get, boys. Bleed the uh, clock. Bleed the clock. Yesterday, and they kicked the game-winning field goal. They've won six straight one-score games. That's craziness. After 1 o'clock, too, I want to talk more big-picture NFL stuff with you, a little bit more on Hill and Waddle, and also uh, the Aaron Rodgers stuff up in Green Bay. Do the Bears suddenly, like, are they in a position to really strike next year if they can have a productive offseason, you know, in this division? They might be the second-best team in, in, in the division now. Wow. Who would ever thought we'd be saying that? Space is in Plainfield. What up, Space? Carm, Yurko, what's up, fellas? How y'all feeling? Great, man. Doing How are great. you? Man, good, good. You know what? I, I would agree that the Bears are probably, and it's crazy to say, especially letting go of Roquan, we're not, Akeem Hicks, all our defensive uh, skilled guys, but they might be the second best team 
in the division right now. I mean, Aaron Rodgers and them are trash, but it is good to see some offense, man. It's it, I love that we, we've answered a quarter, question about our quarterback. It sucks that we might not be able to keep Getsy. You know, he, we're going to keep him as long as he can, but he's working his way towards a head coaching job. You know, he's doing a good mm. job at putting – best position his uh position players in the best position to succeed do you see cole commit you know i even like how he got under center to take some of that blow from justin fields you know get the first down that was awesome so i like what we're doing we're look we're trending in the right direction there's some disgruntledness over there with d hop i'm wondering if we can't think about making a deal for him next year to boost up that offense because uh, he's not liking there in uh in arizona so w- wonder what you guys think about that but yeah i'm, I'm excited What's happening in Arizona space? Thanks. Uh, yeah, Getsy, if he continues this, he's going to be a hot commodity. I don't know about this offseason and this coaching cycle, but a year from now, if the Bears are a 30 point per game team by the end of 2023 and Justin is like legit and they're winning games, yeah, guess what? Luke Getsy's gone. That, that's the price you pay, though, sometimes. There's nothing you can do about that, right? He'll You're be 31 of... next year. Getsy? DeAndre Hopkins. I was going to say, he's got to be older than that. No, DeAndre uh, will be 31? Yeah, I'm looking at DeAndre Hopkins. He'll be 31 next year. So the question yeah, was posed, is DeAndre Hopkins upset over there? I'm sure he is. They're not in a position to be trading for DeAndre Hopkins, are they? The Bears want their no. draft picks. I mean, right. I, I get it. They traded a second rounder, but, like, I don't think he wants to trade first-round picks. And don't don't you get that feeling? I, I think he values the, the draft capital and... The wide receiver market's not going to be great, so I guess you'd have to do something like that if you feel it really needs to be addressed. But they they got Claypool for a reason. They obviously believe in him. They'll probably draft another one with one of their many picks next year. Valus Jones was inactive yesterday. Inactive, yes, for a reason. Uh, I mean, if you can't play if you can't play wide receiver, you can't be comfortable with whatever you're you're doing in the offense. And you're not going to make a contribution on special teams, which, hey, you punt returner. Turned the ball over twice. Helped lose a couple of games. Yes, did. Early on. So, hey, if you can't make a contribution and you got better players, you got to, you got to play them. Got to play Harry. And, you got to, and they kept five, yes. uh, five wide receivers active. They didn't keep six active. This is not trending in a good direction for Ryan nope. Poles. There's been some really good stuff. This one? Well, Valus Jones Jr. is not trending That's, what, that's yeah, what I mean. Yeah. This is not, well, but it's not, it doesn't trend well for Poles for spending a third-round pick in the deepest you know, class yeah. ever for on, wide receiver. On the, on the, on the 25-year-old. Yeah, on the 25-year-old. Yeah. This is who you came away with? This is like drafting Garrett Wolf. <laughs> Remember when they drafted Garrett Wolf because he fit a specific uh, need they go, had. Out of Northern Illinois. But you tra- you draft players because you think they're going to become starters. You draft players because you think if you give them a little time to develop, they're going to be able to take over the more Disaster. expensive players. Every player you draft has to be able to start eventually. Uh, yeah, you don't. That's the goal. You shouldn't be that's drafting you're doing like yeah, yeah special teams. I guys. sign a free agent. It's with the goal that he's going to one day take over as a starter. Yeah, at an inexpensive rate. More of your Bears thoughts and uh, calls. What do you like? What do you don't like right now? Uh, are you starting to believe more and more in this offense? 312-332-3776. Uh, Want to talk about some of the things that happened on the offensive side of the ball for the Miami Dolphins yesterday. You want to talk about a fun offense to watch right now? That one certainly is fun. It came at the expense of our Bears yesterday. We'll be back in just two minutes.